0: Lord. Yeah. I was seeing y'all standing. I've read in the Bible where it said you can't do nothing else, just stand. Man, you can't figure out what's going on, brother Ben. Just stand. Just stand for the Lord. The Lord, I'm gonna stand and wait on you. Yeah. See what you have for me. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're gonna start right there in some reading on who we are in Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 5 is gonna help us in that. We're gonna probably start and i be verse 13, go to 16, and go on to there. The Word, thank you for praying for me. I, I feel the prayers. I, I feel it. I don't have a thing, and the Lord just starts speaking to you what, what, what Word we need for today, what I need, what you need. And uh, He brought me to a Word, and I uh, got to studying write down verses. And we're going to be talking about that gift that we have. That gift that we have by the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that gift that we have that comes in there is the Holy Ghost of God. That's the gift we got. Now Wednesday night, if you was here, you heard me preach a message. Does that Jesus in you need to be resurrected? Well, I am tell you, I'm around a lot of folks calling themselves Christians. I tell you, if they got a Jesus in there... He sure needs to be resurrected. I remember the story about the man that was caught, and, and uh, he was wobbling all over the road, and the police asked me, and he said, man, he said, are you all right? He said, sure, I'm all right. He said, I got Jesus riding with me, and I told him this the other night. He said, well, you better put him in my car, or you're going to kill him. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you one thing. The Bible talks about all through the Bible about don't quench the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. That Holy Spirit lives inside of us. You've got to ride with it. You got to go with it. I remember the first time some folks tried to teach me how to water ski. Harrison, I was a mess. You hear me? Man, I said, they going to drown me. I'm going to drown out here trying to do this water skiing. But I realized after the first time, once I finally just kind of gave to that thing and finally got my tail out of the water, Chad, it wasn't so bad getting up on them skis. That's the way the Holy Spirit is. You, you, you just hold on that rope and say, well, I guess I'll catch on sooner or later. You'll drown to death. Brother Larry trying to, trying to ski and get up on them skis. That Holy Spirit that's within us as I preached the other night, and I, I don't want to go th- back through all that, but we had evidence that you've got you to work it. It's got to be worked. And today I think we're going to get around to a scripture where it says you've got to stir it. You've got to stir it. The other day I had to cook some eggs, had a teacher's deal that I went to every year, and what a blessing it was. And I was cooking 60 eggs at a time. I don't know if you ever cook 60 eggs at a time, try to scramble 60 eggs at a time. But one thing you better have, you better have some oil. You better have that in there. And I think about that Holy Spirit. And you better keep stirring. If you don't, I wrote down, if you don't stir it, it'll scorch. You ever scorched anything? You ever left something on the eye a little bit too long and you went in there to scorch and scorch, scorched? You had to dump it all in the, in the garbage and start all over again? When you got six eggs in a skillet of a thing, you gotta, you got to keep going all around right, the edges all the time. you got to keep on. Won't be long. They'll start stiffening up on you and fluff up and they'll be good. But you got to work them. You, got, you can't walk away from them. Not even a minute, it'll, it, it'll be gone and over. I want you to look at some verses because I want to sit in our spirit sometime. Sometime, you know, as I said the other night, even Satan had a verse for Jesus. You know, trying to get him to jump off of a mountain, and 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 he said, "Man, don't live by bread alone." But every word. And so the other night, sometimes if we don't watch it, we can just focus in on one thing, and we can pattern everything, Michael, by that one verse. We can make a verse, We can make excuses for that verse. We we can say, "Well, we we, we ain't nothing." You know, I I ain't nothing. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. You are something. If you've been saved today, that's why I started off again with that. I'm a child of the King. If you've been saved today, you are somebody, and I hope through the Word of God that you're going to realize today that you're somebody and you you've got something to do. Yesterday, he may be. Let's to just today, his name is Gary. I Met him in Illinois, and uh, and we're just riding horses, and the Holy Spirit of God was just really dealing with this man Gary that I just met, and I uh, I asked him. I said, man, have you ever thought about preaching? He said, man, that's something that you would say that, that there. I somebody in this family had mentioned to him before. But I can just see a tug and a move of the Holy Ghost just dealing with that guy. We didn't know one another from nobody. What a great time that we had. And our spirits got to be real kindred and God was good to us. Let, look at God's Word right here in Matthew chapter 5. And let me start with verse 12 because I like these words like that. Can you tell that I'm I'm a person I like to rejoice? I like to be glad. I mean, how many of y'all like to rejoice? When something good happens, you like to rejoice. If something really, really good happens to you, really good happens to you, it's like, man, I can't believe it. You ain't going to believe what happened. And how I got blessed, you would rejoice about it. One of the favorite things I like to say, you know, if you've got a little son or grandson or daughter, no matter what she, what she does, she's, if she's com- competing, and she happened to do good, man, you don't have no problem in rejoicing. Why? Because you love to rejoice. Well, I don't know if you know it this morning, but if you've been saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you have a reason. David said, said I will, He said, I, This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will <laughs> rejoice and be glad in it. He even tells us when we come into church what we need to come in and do, and we need to be rejoicing. We need to praise Him with thanksgiving. You know, we just need that's the way that we enter to His gates. That's if the Bible means anything at all. And if the Bible means anything at all, then it sure does. I want to set in place who you are as a child of the king. You're not a nobody. I used to hear a spiritual song that said, Well, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Oh, that sounds good, don't it? But see, that's not biblically correct. When you come and you got saved and sealed by the blood of the lamb, you became a somebody to God. Look at these verses. It said, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven just to know that you've got a heaven waiting on you just to know that you've got a great reward in heaven that god is going to come to you one day i'm just trying to set in place who you are if you've been saved then you've been filled with the holy ghost god lived inside of you It it, it ain't about you leaving him. A lot of people say, well, I I think I left him. I said, well, it don't make no difference what you do. I shared the scripture of the night where David said, if I ascend into the heavens, you there. He said, if I make my bed in hell, you'll come and get me. Let me tell you something. Do you think that your heavenly father loves you at least as much as your earthly father? Sure you do. You know he loves you more than he does. Let me tell you something. He will not leave you in that way. You think that your heavenly father would, would spank you just like your earthly father? Even more so. The Bible talks about how he chastises those he loves. All you need to worry about today is coming and being born of the Spirit of God. You ask God to come inside of you. You tell God that I'm sorry for my sins. That's all you've got to do. He gives grace to one kind of folk, to the humble. Man, I've seen people this morning have come to the altars and I thought, man, God, you're blessing. You're blessing in them altars right there. You know what is something to get up out of your seat and be have the freedom and the liberty as we preached on the other night to be able to come to altars and say, Lord, I've got a need. Jeremiah 33, three says these words. It says, call upon me. This is Bible. It don't turn a whole lot of folks on. Look here, it's Bible. And I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The Bible says in another place, ask me and it'll be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened to me. Seek me and you'll find me. I don't know about you, but every time that I get in trouble, especially, you know the first one that I seek for? You know the first one I go to looking for? I go to looking for that Jesus look at, that's living inside of me. I say, Lord, I need you. I, I need to visit with you. I need to talk to you. Asking it shall be given to you. What a wonderful thing it is. So these words said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Woo, church folk. Can you imagine? Man, I've had a lot of folks... I did good on some things, but I messed up in some things. Messed up bad. You know what I mean? I, I really did. I worked hard enough to be the pastor. I, I did, and, and I, I could do that stuff, Christy. But when they got to come to church, I messed up. I got too happy. And folks don't like to be happy. I mean, they like to be sad. And, and, you know, and if you don't make them cry, you know, they ain't happy. And, and so, you know, I don't have enough sad stories to give them. And, and you know, I, I don't have every Sunday, you know, because he doesn't walk with me every day and he doesn't talk with me every day. I, I really don't have them things. I, I can just tell you, I was sitting on that tractor and it was turning over. I mean, I know it, the, the wheels was there. It was going. And I said, this is it. It's done. I'm over. I'll be dead. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. But again, the mighty hand of the Lord just stepped in. And then Wednesday night after Michelle done come and gave her life to Jesus. Man, that's enough to make me excited for uh, weeks and weeks if nothing else ever happens. Man, I'm going to tell you something. He said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Be exceedingly glad already. We got a down payment. Man, (laughs) Woo!" He done put us in layaway, man. He's already done purchased. We're going to pick it up, man. He done gave us the down payment, the earnest of the Holy Ghost that's living inside of us. I hope and pray this morning that you know about the Holy Ghost of God. I hope and pray that you're not thinking you're saved and on your way to heaven and you don't have that that spirit inside of you that he said that it's your present help. Right there. You don't have to call him. You don't get no busy signal. And there ain't never been a time that he didn't show up for you. Ain't never been a time that he didn't come through for you. And if he never done another thing for you, you got a reward in glory. I remember back there around December 27th, before they ever said anything about Corona, I didn't feel good. I went over to the... To the convenient care, they check me. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got the flu. You ain't got nothing. I said, that can't be right. Man, that can't be right. I, I just can't hardly put one foot in front of the other. I feel so bad. I mean, I, 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 I got to have something. Well, whatever you got, it'll pass. I left that place, went straight to the merch room, met myself in the merch room. And when I got in there, I, they said, what's wrong with you? I said, I think I'm dying. That's what I, I got to be dying. I ain't myself. I done been a convenient care They said, ain't nothing wrong with me. And I said, but I want y'all to understand something. I ain't got no problem with dying. <laughs> Boy, you talking about somebody looking at you crazy. Josie, I said, I ain't got no problem with dying. I mean, if I die, I'm going to be good. But if I have a stroke and all I can do is look at the floor for 20 or 30 more years and my family think that all they're going to have to do is take care of me, woman, that's the last thing, that's the worst thing can ever happen. So I come to tell you, dying ain't the big deal. Dying without Jesus living in your soul, that's the big deal. Dying and living this world, the Bible said, if I had hope only in this life, if in this life, even as a believer... I'd be above all men most miserable. Brother Randy, do you think that's why church folks sometimes so down? Because all they got hope in, I got this Jesus now. I'm saved and on my way to heaven. And surely this thing's going to work out. And then you got happy times where you do things. You know, you spend some good time doing whatever. And you got some happy times. But Paul said, if that's all I had, man, we got a rewarding glory. I had no clue I was going to preach it. I was just going to read this verse. I'm just trying to set into place who you are. You're somebody. You're the, you're, you're the greatest in the kingdom. You're, you're a child of the king. It said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in Stanton, Tennessee. You know where Stanton is? <laughs> Stanton's over yonder. Ain't many stores open, you know. It's just kind of a rundown place, you know. they try, they trying to keep it up, you know, and uh, it's just a step up from Whiteville, ain't it? brother larry cook i I mean just one step up you know and and so and and, you know you're just just getting through man ain't ain't it exciting sister tammy that right now in a moment in a twinkling of an eye not only we got a reward there but where's it going to be at it's going to be a place in heaven all crime is going to be shut out did y'all see where where a man walked up to a five-year-old boy and just pulled a trick, and you, you don't you don't hear much about that, do you at all? You just gunned him down in front of a sister, and how that must how that must have dramatized him, and all they are gonna have to go through. But when we get in heaven, no matter what you're struggling in, okay? And I know maybe this morning you're thinking about my deal ain't that bad. Somebody else's deal's worse. I guarantee you there's people in here this morning they need to hear me preach. They need to hear what done started with. If you don't want it, the Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to them. Look here, there's people saying there's one, they would be the less likely folks. They need to leave his place this morning. They need to know that they got a God in heaven. And look here, if this deal here don't work out, they got a reward up in glory. Amen. It said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. <laughs> I just sort of preach that all the time. You're talking about having enemies. I mean, I, all I do is go over and all he loves want us to be happy. <laughs> i got the craziest preacher in the world. He wants us to be happy all the time. I mean, he wants us to smile all the time. I mean, he, he wants us to be on top of the gate all he tell today it ain't about us anymore. Boy, don't we get that as I just told you about Romans eight twenty eight? For Well, we know that all things work together for the good. I said that over at Sister Christian's school the other morning. Holy Ghost of God come upon me and we think about Corona, we think about what's what's what good is this doing me? It ain't about you. It's how you're going to go through these things, how you're going to shine in the midst of that. It ain't about that trial you went through. It's how you're going to trust in the Lord through that trial and how your brother, your sister, your, that person worked for you is going to see you mighty and they're going to come to you one day and say, man, I don't know what you got inside you, but it's got to be something. Because I, I noticed you just took a lick and kept on ticking. Man, you just, you just went right on. It's going to be an open door how you can tell folks how to get to heaven. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. I think I'm done with it, but they got this dot and a comma. I got a little situation that means there's more. For so, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Like, Brother Eddie, you mean we're going to have to go through some things? Yeah, you're going to have to go through some things. Now, let me get to the verse, who you are. It said, ye are the salt of the earth. I can't tell you how many times I fix things for people to eat and you know, you have to watch putting too much pepper, and I uh, have to watch and fixing certain things for Sister Judith. She don't like it so hot, and that cayenne, you know, it' a little bit goes a long way. And if I'm making them baked beans, I got to think about it. I'm like, oh, I need to need a hold up right here. I remember Brother Tim Elrod. I got to tell the story. Y'all've heard it a thousand times, but I remember one time we had a men gathering here, and, and I said, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough beans or not. And what do you think, Tim? Think I need to fix some more? He said, I don't know. It's close. I remember grabbing that cayenne pepper, Brother Larry, and I poured it all over it. I said, He said, You'll for sure have enough now. <laughs> well, they said, Man, these things are good, but they're hot. Man, they're they hot. Well, they, I can't tell you the time that I fixed things. I said, Man, have you got any salt? Do you, Do you have any salt? Yeah. I, mean, I don't eat a lot of salt, you know, but I got any salt to, to put on it. Ronnie Holmes, he knows everything, you know. He he come in and tells us everything, you know. Salt's good for you, brother. Salt ain't gonna salt ain't gonna hurt you. I said, man, that's contrary to what I've heard. I don't know, brother. Ronnie he needs salt. Helps your digestive system. He tells me all about it. Anyway, you are the salt of the earth. You're it. But remember what I started off with. I said. A word that God gave me said, if you don't stir it in a scorch. It said, ye are the salt of the earth. If that ought to be something that you've got to stand attention to, that God would tell you, listen, man, you're the one that's going to bring flavor to living. How are we doing? You're the one that's going to make it exciting. I don't know about you, but I like to be around folks in society. You know, I like, man, you know, if you said something, brother, reading. Riding horse, man. What do you think? So, man, I believe it's gonna be a good day. I mean, I, I believe it's gonna be a good day today. I will tell you how you know, I man. I think so too. I think we, I think it's gonna be a good day, man. I think it's gonna be a prosperous day. Can you imagine meeting for the people that you work for? So y'all, today ain't a good day. <laughs> today ain't gonna be a good day, y'all. I'm mean, just ain't a good day, and I see tomorrow coming. Probably it ain't gonna be a good day either. Oh, every day with Jesus. That old song you say. It's sweeter than the day before. Ye are the salt of the earth. It's got one of them semicolon things again. Got more to tell you. It says, but if the salt has lost its savor. Hmm. Ain't that something that God is telling you? Wait a minute, Brother Eddie. I'm in on that once saved, always saved bunch. Okay. That's good. We got eternal life. You know how your pastor stands on it. But I can't do nothing about these butts in here. <laughs> I can't do nothing about these King James butts. If you got a you got a Walmart Bible, I don't know what you're just saying. But my granddaddy preached out of it, and folks before him preached out of it, and I'm preaching out of it. And it says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore. Good for nothing. <laughs> Brother Eddie, I can't believe that Jesus said I'm good for nothing. You're good for nothing. You ever heard somebody say you're good for nothing, thank you? Yeah. You're good for nothing. Can you imagine how about you? You're just good for nothing, thank you. You're not, you're not good for anything. It says you're good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden up under feet. You, have you ever had a time in your life you felt like you just kind of got cast out? Huh? You know... You know what probably caused that? A little gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> you done gossiped everybody. Jill, you know how folks will do, you know. You know, they done got by, you know, somebody lend them ear and they started gossiping about something, started lying on somebody. Boy, everybody giving ear and finally, finally everybody said, wait a minute, if they lying on them, they gonna lie on me. If they gossiping about them, they gonna gossip about me. Then all of a sudden, don't nobody wanna hang around that mess no more. You done found out they talked about you, now it's done got personal. It said it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under feet. Look what verse 14 says. It said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Isn't that something? Here's the reason. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick to give it light into the whole, all that are in the house. And then verse 16 here says, here's what you're going to do. You're going to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Every good and perfect gift come from above. Before yesterday, we was at a place yesterday. And I said, fellas, it's all God. It's all God. It doesn't matter what, what you want to talk about, what gift you got or how you done. Every good and perfect gift come from It's all God. It's all God. The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. I mean, I'm here to tell you, you do your part for God, you just get out of the way. Man, you go over in Malachi, and let me prove to you. You do not test me? You just test me. Test me with everything. I don't care what you got. Man, I don't care if you ain't got nothing, some lug bolts and and a tire jack or something. Just just test me. Like, man, I need to go help that person. I I don't know what it's going to be, but it's just with everything in life. It said, you test me and you try me. Give me a chance to see that I won't prove myself, that I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, Brother Harold, that you can't even have room to store it all. It says, so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's go to Hebrews uh, chapter 2 on this on this, on this scripture that we're talking about, on this phrase that we're talking about, uh, if you don't stir it, yeah, it, it, it will scorch. If you, don't, you, if you don't feed it, you don't nourish it. Oh, man, I walk in it. The Bible said walk in light as you, as you come into the light. Let me try to find it. I know y'all got Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. About, you better keep it stirred up. Bible says, "Think on these things. Think on these things of a good report, honest and true." Wonder how long them. I wonder why them soap operas have lasted so long. As my stomach turns, huh? Therefore, we ought to give more honest heed. To the things that we have heard, it don't stop there. We ought to get more seed to the things we've heard. Hmm. And you ever had somebody that sowed into your life? So I need to tell you about that. I need to tell you about that. Now I think about all the times that God has took care of me. Remember being under a bike hole, taking some hydraulic lines off one time. My uncle Percy come by, the man that led me to the Lord. He'd come by and say, ho, 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 hold right there. Hold, hold on right there. What are you doing? You don't need to take that off. I had that thing raised up. I'm finna to take the line off. It's going to let it down on me. I need to teach you something right here. He'd always be let me teach you something right here. Chad, he was always, let, let me teach you something right here. I heard one time that if you learn one thing a day, you'll be a real smart man one day, a woman one day. Just one thing a day. Let me, let me, let me teach you something right here. Man, he put, in, he put in septic tank and field lines and different things, but he was always there about teaching you something. Let me show you about this water, son. Water's going to sink its own level. He said, we got all kinds of folks out here putting septic tank fill felines, Harrison. He said, what they think they got to do, they think they got to put fall, like they're trying to get the sewer from the commode out here to the septic tank. He said, water will always sink its own level. He said, What's going to happen is if you put that fall in, he said, What it's going to do is it's going to run through that pipe, even though it's got holes, and it's going to run through that heart. And all it's going to do is going to pop up down at 10, because it ain't it ain't using the first three or four hundred. All it's using is that down at 10, that's reading it popped up. It needs to be level because water is going to use this. I remember when he was going to a place around a place where it was a hill there. Chad, he would dig that thing. he put a dirt hump in it. He said, Don't, don't go back and put this. Raise that, raise that bucket, put a dirt hump in it because what we'll do, we're going to use this one. And when it fills up, it's going to jump over in that other one. And then when that one fills up, we're going to jump over in the other one. See, the Bible, all through the Bible, when we don't use Bible for our daily life, you know what the Bible says? There's a way that seems right in a man. Do you know how many people Brother Reed sat is, is, out there and put in step tank fell on and said, man, it don't make no sense. Man, you got to put fall on it. How's it going to drain? It ain't draining. (laughs) It's absorbing the water. (laughs) Oh, but in life, we just think our way. Man, we just think we got it figured out. But my word, what, what about a, what would a trip at the altar mean? What would a trip on your, what would getting on your knees mean? What would humble yourself? What would biblically doing it God's way mean? It would bring joy. Into your life, it said. Therefore, we we need to take more earnest heed to the things that we have heard. At least at any time we should let them slip. And if the words spoken by the angels were steadfast, and every transgression and disobedient received a just re- recompense of reward, how shall we escape? How shall we get out of that jam if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first, which. Which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them. Oh God also bearing them witness. Everything God if he if he's round and he's doing things, it says, both in signs and wonders and and divers miracles and the gift of the Holy Ghost according to his old will, whatever God's in, it said you need to take you need to take more earnest heed. You need to think back like you just need to think back, take Ernest heed what somebody has tried to help you with. And uh, there's so many of y'all that's, that's in, in business. I, I, don't know, I don't know much about other than what I do. And when I get around folks that's doing mechanic work, that's, that just blows my mind how they can just go in there. Chad, I come by your place late last night I, and i seen all them trucks. I was like, man, I, I, I just can't imagine how he's working on them big trucks all the time and getting that done. That blows my mind. Electrical, when you get into big time electrical, that big power and stuff, you know, I, I, all that just blows my mind. Plumbing, oh man, whoo, I can mess up stuff plumbing. You don't want me on plumbing. I, I create more problems. I, yeah, me and Bill, like it. we done learned as brother-in-laws, we got to stay in our lane. I got to, whatever he knows. He does. Whatever I know, I do. Like, man, I got to get out of here. Maybe i get on like, you better wait on brother-in-law. I mean, you don't know nothing about this, and I'm the same way. I better wait on him. Man, we can mess it up. Give more earnest heed to the things. Stir. If you don't stir it, you need to listen to it. the word of God. You've heard these scriptures over and over and over. You got to give earnest heed unless you slip you got to stay close to God. You've got to stay in a relationship. I mean a relationship. It's, it's got to be close. Mm. Oh, he said, your, he said your lips sometimes close. Your heart. Your lips, I hear you. But your heart. Man, draw near with your heart. Uh, first, 2 Timothy, I want, I want us to look at this. in 2 Timothy, uh, a scripture over there in, in uh, chapter 1, I believe it is. 2 Timothy in chapter 1. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> nah. Nah, we're going we gonna to start in verse 3 <laughs> of 2 Timothy chapter 1 in verse 3. It says, I thank God whom... I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience. And without ceasing, I have remembered, remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of my tears that I may be filled with joy. Mm. When I call to remembrance the unfringed faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in in thy grandmother Lois and, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that's in thee also. And that's something he has some concern. And look at verse 6. It said, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Now, what in the world is that man talking about? He said, I need to put you in remembrance that you'll stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of hands that God hath given us the spirit, hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. And if we just stop right there, and, and if we just thought about what he just said right there, he said, look, I want to stir up that gift within you, and I want to let you know something, that we don't live up under the spirit of fear. Bible said, don't fear the one that can your body, but your body and your soul. That thing that's got to be stirred up is that Holy Ghost that's inside of you. And the Scripture says, as you know it, but I have to remind over and over. I remember the best pastor I ever had, he preached in 1 John. I'm telling you, he preached it every time he got up there. If you say that you're in the light and walk not in the light, you're lying, the truth ain't in you. That means if you just say you're in the light, and don't believe that God's able to take care of you, you're lying, the truth ain't in you. Because we live by what? We get saved by what? Faith. Believing God is able to do exceedingly above what we can ask or think. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Boy, ain't that a struggle. If I told you that I ate this every time, I'd lie and be lying, lying, lying. Liar, liar, pants is on fire. Oh, if I told you I made a hundred on that oh no. Lord, what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do. I wish I could go back to the times so I've worried and worried and worried. Worried. Man, I had one worry one time. It wasn't nothing I could do about it. it. Just wasn't nothing at all I could do about it. I did the right thing at the time, and a guy wanted me to, you know, lie about it, and I couldn't lie about it, and then he, then he sent me a... He had his insurance adjuster right there. I said, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Here's what happened, and, and you know, he was mad. And he had more money than me, I guess. I don't know if he did or not. And, and you know, I, I got some things where he was going to sue me, and... You know, you're gonna pay for this. Like, I don't know anything else I could done. I, I did what I I did I told the truth. What happened, you know. Water was going under the building. I was adding addition to it, and I told you you got water. You got water coming up under this building. He I remember him cussing me, you poured the concrete, don't worry about the water. I said, okay. I poured the concrete. I added the addition. Just to come one day, I'd milled you all in this building. Said, what do you think's going on? I said, I don't think nothing. I know what's going on. Man, but you know what? I remember the day that that man called me and said, Eddie, I, I don't know what I was thinking. And all that went away. You won't hear no more about that. And no, I'm sorry for the grief. I said, well, <laughs> like i saw, sorry. You're about to kill me, man. You know, it took 15 years, but I'm going to be all right. Don't worry about i limp through this thing. I'll be But listen, man, I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing. I'm, I might be telling stories that really don't mean much, but I, I'm just telling you that God... I, I'm just saying, so many times it just could have broke my neck. man. Just, nah, man I, I, I don't know. I seem like I fell off of every house I built at least one time. Larry Cook, I, I don't know how it happened. You know, I I think I could just run in there sometime. Reed, I, I, you know, like, man, you just can't you just can't jump out in there Eddie. you gotta have something to walk on. <laughs> man, I'll just fall down. I don't remember the other day it was so embarrassing. Larry. I didn't fell off. Fell all down, I got up to see who was looking. You know, I was like, man, how you do this stuff? Over the other morning, Christian, wrote the last thing. I don't know if you noticed, when I come out there, I had a napkin around. I done cut my finger just putting up stuff. the little grill thing. Like, how you do this, man? Slow down a little bit. God has been faithful. But you know how you stir that thing up? Man, when you start thanking him, when you start realizing Psalm 124, where David said, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, he said, when the waters come, they would have overtaken me. And when you start thanking God, God, I'm seeing every day in my life how you have just took care of me in every kind of way. It It says, God hath not given us the power of fear, spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And a sound mind. It says, be, be, be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor me as his prisoner, but be thou a partaker in the afflictions of the gospel according to God, the power of God. Man, I, I'm thinking now about a verse. And it, and it says, It says these words. It says, Being sin that we can pass about, with such a great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside anything that would hold us back from doing right by God. Let us lay aside. It said, let us lay aside every way. Being we're compassed about. What are you talking about, Brother Eddie? Being you're compassed about with, a, with Paul who wrote all these letters sitting in a prison that's leaning over a banister that loved God, said, I ain't ashamed of the gospel, sitting in prison. Whether it be John the Baptist that was beheaded. Whether it be Peter, when they got ready, they were going to hang him. He said, no, I don't want you to hang me like the Christ. Hang me upside down. Man, when you think about all the people that have gone on before. When you think about a, a young girl in Columbine High School, they came in with a gun. Anybody in here a believer? As a matter of fact, I am. That gave her life, got gunned down. Ben, we're compassed about with people that that we may not never go through that. We may not never have to make that kind of stand. We may not never have to go to that in extreme. But, But seeing that we are compassed about with people that kept this gospel going when they didn't have no air conditioning in churches, can you imagine how hot it's been here lately? I remember when we first opened up, you know, we, we wouldn't open up. We just come in and have a service. I don't even think all the sheetrock was hung. I remember us having a baptism back there in that hole. We had a big old water tub back in that thing. Man, humidity was crazy. It was in the summertime. Man, it was hot as blue blazes in here. People couldn't wait to get in here. Man, we was willing to have church. Then we come passed about with all them preachers, like I said the other day, that when I'm down in Mississippi, down on them gravel roads that don't have but 14 every Sunday, that stays faithful. That that man that I was telling you at Liberty, Mississippi, down there right where Jerry Clowell was, that's how many he had on his little board. I was going to do a revival for him, and all the cowboys and the cowgirls were coming. And he said, Brother Eddie, I'm looking forward to this. God's really going to move, so it's going to be full in here tomorrow night. Walked in this church. says, how many do you have? I thought I'd seen it right. how many do you have? He said, well, yeah, we had 14. But man, a man of faith and believed God. You know, that's who I think about. I, I don't even think about myself. I, I think about the folks that kept the gospel going built till we got here. I think about, Brother Al, the men that took care of the church and the needs and, and the things of the church before we got here, Renee. I think about them old Old saints had come. Up, some of them kept on shouting till we got here. At least so we could see them shout. <laughs> I thank you for the folks that had built altars in the church that kept them in the church till we got here. We're gonna go, but I, I got, I got a couple of things here. I want, I want to say to you: Who are we in Christ Jesus? 2 Corinthians five. If you'll let me go to there, I'll try to to stop there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20. When you get there, I want us to look at it real close. 20 and 21. Who are we in Christ Jesus? We got to stir it. We got to keep it going. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that something? Can I remind you, as Chloe comes to the piano, can I remind you about the couple that got off the airplane and there happened to be some rock and roll stars on there and they got off at the airport and they had a whole lot of folks waiting on them, welcome home signs and all these things. And the wife said to the husband after they had done all got off, said, you know what? We've been on the mission field for 35 years. 35 years, Faith." Been on the mission field, they said, for 35 years. Here's a rock and roll. Here's a rock and roll group that got off playing rock and roll. Devil music. If he was raised in the church that I was raised in. Raised in the church I was raised in. If you went to the picture show, you, you're going to hell for sure. If you had a TV, that was a one-eyed devil. Yeah. So she told his wife, she said, Ain't that something? We've been on the mission field for 30, 35 years. Ain't nobody here to welcome us home. He looked at her. He said, honey, we ain't home yet. <laughs> we ain't home yet. Boy, I look forward to being home one day. I look forward to being with the Lord one day. It didn't come cheap to me when Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary. It didn't come cheap. You say, well, it didn't cost you nothing. Nothing. It'll cost you your life. Today, are you really ready to give your life to Jesus? Are you you really ready to endure as a good soldier for Christ? Are you really ready to lay aside every weight that so easily besets you? I, I've been in church all my life. I've seen saints of God do for God, and I every one of them's going to be talked about pretty bad. The new preacher's going to come. And I've been on them pulpit search committees and been around them. I remember a man coming to a church one time, and Parsons needs some work on it. They sent me down there to help out. I think I might just went down there. And I said, Whatever you want, you better get it now. This party's going to be over in a few days. Man, you're the new preacher today, Charles. After a while, it's going to be over. That's why you got in there as a good soldier you got to make sure the life that I'm now living is in Christ. That's that's who I'm living for. That's who I'm doing it for. He gave His life. He hung on a cross for me. He endured for me. I'm going to have to endure for Him. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. That's probably what we should do today. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we may become the righteousness of God. Who are we? You are the righteousness of God. Not of your works. You say, man, I think I'm going to leave here today and I'm going to go do all that stuff you're talking about. I I think I'm going to get busy. Will that make you more righteous than the day you got saved? No. I just prove I just bring proof. You know what the best testimony? I ain't ace this every day either, for sure. Best testimony for the Lord. I'm gonna call him my friend Gary. I met yesterday. He said, you didn't have to tell me you was a preacher, man. He said, You was preaching when I walked up, first time I seen. (laughs) You gotta let your light shine. What can I compare that to? Maybe when you had your first child, did you keep it a secret? Got your first deer rifle, did you keep it a secret? When you killed your first deer, did you keep it a secret, me and I? I remember I was no hunter at all. I, I tell him Brad, early, I, first deer I ever killed, I, I accidentally got in the stand. I would worked a lot. I was tired. It's a good place to go to sleep. I accidentally went to sleep. I woke up and that deer was standing out there in front of me. I thought, that's the stupidest deer I've seen in my life. They always told me, you can't move. Now, if you move, they'll see. They didn't sense anything. <laughs> I had to reach over that big old stand. Wayne, y'all done built behind your house back there at Johnny's. I got up and walked over and got it. I said, You crazy thing. Shot that deer. They said, You better wait a while. It's okay. I went to sleep again. <laughs> Finally went down and read check on the deer, deer's eyes open. I said, oh no, I'm gonna shoot you again. I'm gonna shoot you. You I done heard stories. You think I'm gonna lay my gun over your antlers? if you're not on my my gun? <laughs> I punched on that deer, and I finally realized the deer's dead. Man, I drug that deer. Johnny, you remember? I, I drug that deer with that gun. I was so excited. Johnny Wayne, and one of y'all said, man, how in the world did you drag that deer? Yeah, man. <laughs> you got to run the race, y'all. You got you to gotta run the race. It's got to be exciting to know that you done been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. It's got to be exciting To know that your name has been been wrote down in the Lamb's book of life. It's got to be exciting. And one day he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's got to be exciting. I got a mom and daddy up there that I'm going to be with forever. These hundred seventy. If I don't quit it, one more year I got here. Ain't going to matter. Man, I'm going to be with my loved ones forever and ever, ever. Everybody's ever been saved. Man, if y'all in here and got Satan, don't like me, y'all better start liking me, y'all stuck with me, We're going me and years from now, we're going to be together. Woo, God's so good. Can we stand? All I want to do today is let you know you're special. If you've been born again, you ain't, you ain't just a nobody. You're somebody, Lord.